In this episode of The Fool Nerd, GeForce Now, AMD, and Intel chipsets, and your questions answered. Welcome to The Fool Nerd, episode 124. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, Internet. Special guest, Leif Johnson. Howdy. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the horizontal and vertical. Uh, this is a momentous occasion. After after multiple years of podcasting uh, on the Full Nerd, we are live to you in 4K. I'm glad to be here. All of the Ks <laughs> are here. And Leif Johnson's here. Uh, first time on the Full Nerd. Very excited to uh, have you on. Are you the one who brought 4K to the masses? God, I wish. No, I'm working with Mac stuff. You know how that goes. Oh, <laughs> dang. Yeah, so for people who don't know, this is not a Mac. I know people like to think this is a Mac. I'm just trolling you. This that is, is a actually Mac. a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 2012 Mac in this modern age. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why did we let this Mac guy in here? Well, uh, besides also, unfortunately, being a Mac person, that's cool. We, we're it's a big tent. It's it is a PC, after all, let's face it. Uh, Leif did a lot of our GeForce Now coverage, right? Both both Brad and, Brad and, and Leif did it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have not caught up too much on it since mm-hmm. the CES briefing. I did use it last night, but who wants to summarize what the heck is, is happened this morning? I'll go with it. Okay. So what it is is uh, GeForce. Okay. The nice thing is, is that they, they host the games. They keep them updated on their own servers. They're run by GeForce cards. Um, so they don't actually have to, you know, they don't even have to buy them like somebody else would everything. You know, it's coming out of their own pocket, basically. It's stream games. Stream yes. Games. They're streaming the games. It's cloud gaming and you pay, you can either do it free and you can do that for an hour with, and then you have to log out and then restart or you can pay $4.99 and you're Pay straight for six hours, and then you have to log out for that. Like too, this is a lot better than Google Stadia, where you know you. The thing is, is the big. Here's the big difference. Uh, GeForce Now works of games that you already own on Steam, mm-hmm. on the Epic Game Store, on Battle.net, and it doesn't work with all of them, but it works with a good bunch of them. And uh, so there's none of this. You have to buy the separate games. You get to maintain your friends list. There's no change with that. And it works beautifully. So the reason I have this old MacBook Air here is because I was running it on there and uh, won a game, you know, got the most medals, uh, 60 FPS, looks beautiful, far better than anything that you'll ever see on this machine if it was running natively before you can't even run Overwatch on that. And, you know, the way that I put it on there is with everything, all the garbage that's been going on with Apple and Mac gaming and stuff, and it just seems to be getting worse. This is probably about as good as it's going to get. And for Mac you know, people, yes. For Mac people. And uh, it doesn't, you know, it's available on Android, but it is not available in the iOS app. And I don't know if we'll see it anytime soon. Whose fault is uh, that's Apple's that? fault? Because, oh, okay. uh, you know, if you remember about last year and the year before, there was this fiasco with the Steam Link app, which, you know, that, that lets you stream games from, you, you know, a PC or something like that to your iPhone or to, and Apple pulled it. And I think it, you know, the idea was is because you could technically buy games through the Steam Link app in there, and Apple wants its cut. That's possible here too, and so that's one of the things that's going to make that complicated. And I, I actually asked Nvidia specifically, "Yo, what's up? Why isn't there iOS?" And they just said, "Ask Apple." Yes, and that, that was uh. their response. I, I got, the, I asked them too, and I got that too. They said specifically, they said we have nothing official, which makes me think that maybe they're they'd like to do it, but you know, Apple. So yeah, so I have a question. So obviously, like the key, the key 
uh, uh, fact in all that you just told us mm-hmm. is the price. Yes, five bucks gets you. Oh, so, oh, sorry, it's not five dollars. Four ninety nine gets you how many? So it's is it limited to six hours period a uh, month? See, when I first heard about it, they weren't too clear. I thought it was like six hours per day, and I thought that sucked. But no, it just means you you can only play six hours straight, and then you have to log back out and log back on, and that they gives you what they call priority access to their servers. You also get their ray tracing technology, so that works with games like Metro Exodus, and uh, which you won't get that on the free plan, and uh, so. All in all, that's a pretty sweet deal, and there's about 30 free to popular free-to-play games that you can play right now, and about a 1,000 regular games. These are games that are pretty popular, like Player Unknown's uh, Battlegrounds, uh, and, you know, so they're games worth maintaining, um, but uh, there was a lot of newer stuff that I would like to... I was interested in. They had Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, but they didn't have stuff like Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order, Control, stuff that is already on these storefronts. Um, so the idea, I think, is that they're going to probably want to wait for them to, you know, the sales to go down, and then maybe they'll allow them to go on GeForce Now. Um, you know, that what means... Is- what's that? What if you have Control in your library? You uh, then it? you're just going to have to play it on... The Epic Game Store on a PC. Yeah. 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 I want I want to hop in before you carry on though. Because okay. talking about those session lengths, uh-huh. uh, they actually make a big difference to how GeForce now works. Mm-hmm. So like Leif said, the free accounts you can play for an hour, they'll give you a warning, yo, you're coming up on your hour, you're gonna get booted. Mm-hmm. Uh Founders Edition, it's uh six hours. NVIDIA says, because one of the big concerns about cloud-based gaming is latency, right? Mm-hmm. NVIDIA, and that's obviously been an issue with ones that we've seen in the past. NVIDIA says that once you're in and playing a game, the quality is always going to be there. The way that they're balancing out uh, quality is by having this queue-based system. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, anybody should just be able to jump in and play their games. But if there's a little heavy demand on the server, if it's like you know late at night East Coast time or whatever, you might have a little bit of a delay before you're able to actually get in play. You might wait one or two minutes before your game boots up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having these session late time limits is a way to kind of manage that. So the reason free users are kicked off after an hour is to kind of keep that queue. Also, uh, there, there's some clarifications. It's not like uh, even there, even in the free one, you know, it's it's an hour, and it's not like you're having to restart the game. Mm-hmm. You're just picking up where where you had kind of left off. It's right. not. This isn't just like oh, you only have an hour to play, and then you're done, and then it, it, it oh, you have okay. to start over. So it's, yeah, it doesn't ruin your. You're, you're picking uh, up your game. They over? give you warning. It depending on the game, you might want to save. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, yeah, you, you, you got to save yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you still have to do your saving. But if you saved yeah. it, you just pick up right where you uh, right. you would yeah. left so you're, off. You're basically yeah. saying you don't go back to the beginning and start all. Yeah, over. So, somebody had asked that specifically in the chat. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. So there are there actually are two tiers of games that are supported by it. There's officially supported games, which is about 400 games, and then you can actually go in through Steam and install a thousand different games that aren't officially supported. Mm-hmm. By NVIDIA, they don't store them on the server, so you have to re-download those every time that you play. Uh, but if they support cloud saves, they should work just fine. Uh, and see, a lot of the installation processes are instant. fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is actually the... We were talking about this last night. It is a, a big advantage if if you are a person using a limited laptop. If, you, if, you're, if your SSD is only 256 gigs, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because the game is saved on the cloud and that's gonna be a big deal for things like this and it takes about maybe five or six seconds to i i installed world of warships last night and played it and it was was (laughs) i have to ask is that is that an officially supported title you know i don't know but i installed it i ran i was playing multiplayer but yes so it it ran (laughs) for 
I could never really run it on this old KB like laptop, but I could play it. And it's, it was reasonable, you know. Well, Witcher I, three was like five seconds on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember that was uh, one of the last times I, I shot a video with uh, with Brad at a trade show was CES twenty seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he played uh, Witcher three on a, a MacBook Air at the time, and yes. it was uh, it was a good time. Uh, by the way, there's somebody behind me. Hi. Yeah, Elena's here. <laughs> Hey all. Uh, <clears throat> so for GeForce now, I because I, I just like five bucks. Well, hey, hey, hey. Let me let me just jump in. One more thing. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. That's great, right? That's less than the cost of a. It's like the cost of a Happy Meal. Let's say five bucks. Mm-hmm. That's great. But here's the thing: Google Stadia not only is twice as much monthly for its Stadia Pro subscription, but you right now have to pay a hundred and thirty dollars up front Isn't to get insane? it. Freaking Chromecast with a controller, and then you have to so buy the games. Yeah, and then you have to buy the games. So right. it sounds like hey, some articles are framing it like, hey, it's five bucks, whereas Stadia is ten bucks. That's not true. To get into Stadia, yeah. you got to pay two hundred bucks up front, and its crown jewel at this point right now is Destiny Two, mm-hmm. which is a free to play game on Steam, right. which is a hundred percent supported by the free tier of GeForce Now. Now, one thing I'll say in favor of Stadia is I think their browser-based gameplay, it works better on crappy connections. Um, I did not have a hard of his time playing that when I was using it because I, I was in the beta for it, and it worked beautifully at home, and I do not have a strong internet connection at home. So on Wired, GeForce Now works great. I, I, You can look at my article. You can look at that Overwatch clip. That's me playing our Wired connection here at work, which is very good. We also have a good Wired connection. Uh, I mean, a Wi-Fi connection here. But uh, So they, they recommend at, me, at least uh, 15 megabits um, uh, per second, but they want you to go up 25, as I believe is like recommended. But we were, you know, we could get like 150 here and stuff. And during office hours yesterday, I was still getting a lot of it wasn't really lag, but the visuals get muddy, and it was kind of annoying to watch. It was not pretty, yeah. and uh, so I tried to get video of last night. I was here really late last night, and the problem was is that when nobody was here, it worked beautifully. It worked just as well as it did with the wired. So, but I never really had that problem with Stadia, um, even on a sorrier connection. So I think that's true. I, I did not try it on a data saver mode because it does give you multiple tiers. Like data saver will make you burn through about four gigabytes per hour, um, whereas the best one will be about ten gigabytes. So I didn't actually try it on the data saver at work yesterday. But uh, but yeah, I will say that in favor of Stadia, like on a browser on. On, you know a weak connection it does better but that's like to me it's only benefit everything about geforce now is so much better well and i will say i, I think it matters on your network congestion too yes. because i live in the middle of nowhere i just have standard you know the cheap comcast home wi-fi the one that's like 70 bucks a month or whatever so i get like 50 or 60 megabytes per second gigabytes whatever mm-hmm. uh and for me obviously in the middle of nowhere it's just me using it and it works just fine on my laptop so by the way, you get a lot better internet connection than I got when I lived in the sticks. So <laughs> <laughs> mine was like five megabytes per second. That was part of my buying considerations before I bought the house. Yes. I, I have a question though. So I, I got some questions on the chat too. Yeah. Oh, my my, what I really want to know is, to me, it seems like, and obviously, I've already sort of said that Stadia was already done. You uh-huh. know, but I kind of wonder if this GeForce Now at five bucks. Ooh, for, that, why would you ever even bother? And you don't have to do all that other crap. Here, so. But I, I don't. And you keep the game. Yes. So, I mean, you already have the game. Yeah, you, you already, already have the game. game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just like, why would you ever? Stadia is just sort of like it feels like it's cooked at this point. Yeah. I mean, what? Here's the thing, and the cool thing about it, 
you already have the game. Yeah. One, that could be kind of a, a negative. People could spin as that. But to me, there are so many free-to-play options, and they're all supported by, by GeForce Now. That's great. But two, if Stadia ever goes away, all those all that money that you invest in those games are gone. Yeah. If GeForce Now ever goes away... You still own the games on Steam and Epic Game Store and stuff, and those aren't going away. And that well, includes your progress too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, a couple cool questions on this side. Uh, Maddie asks, uh, Maddie S asks, uh, if this is only in the U.S. I actually don't know. No, that is a good question. Uh, I don't think it is. it's not only in the U.S. It's not worldwide. There's limited. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. If you go to GeForce Now, the website right now, you can sign up for a free account right now and try it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are different sections of the world where it's available. I know they have it in Korea as well, in big parts of Asia. Uh, I'm not sure about like the Southern Hemisphere and whatnot, though. And that's really good because there's no barrier to entering right now. If you want to see if it's going to work on your connection, you can do it. You can try it for free. That's free. that's. A big plus, from my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Flash, yeah. Flash Photo asks, uh, does this replace Steam Link or complements it? Um, I would say those are two separate things, because Steam Link, at least traditionally, especially if you have the actual, uh, like, the hardware Steam Link, yeah. uh, that's, you know, for streaming your PC your, for, yes. locally in your house uh, or over a connection to your phone. I mean, there is the Steam Link app and stuff like that. So that predicates you having a gaming PC this GeForce it's, Now is their servers. It's a little more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. You are 100% correct. But the thing is, not every game is supported by GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, with True. 400 officially supported and 1,000 more that you can like side install, mm-hmm. uh, there's a ton of games that it does support. But the thing with the Steam Link app is any game you own on Steam, it streams. Yeah. So there are going to be some titles, probably the lesser known titles, that might not work on GeForce Now, but they would still work on your Steam Link app. And kind of like we were saying, there there is going to be this waiting period. It looks like for games, some games to come to GeForce now. They're going to have to figure out if they're worth doing. They're you know they're going to have to you know fall off the market for a while. But uh, and, and as I put in my article, we as Mac gamers are kind of used to that because it takes you know sometimes it takes years for a game to come to the Mac and but if, if ever. it even co- if it ever comes at all. But this at least means there's at least a chance of it coming. And you know I, at home I game on a PC. I have my own. I, I used to be a game reviewer and I used to be a pc game you still do yes i do because our mmo coverage and uh, i need to do more of that too (laughs) but uh, it was um but uh but the thing is is you know since i work for Macworld now i you know i do like my little minimalist setup i will admit that i buy into that part of the apple aesthetic and uh, i just want to come home and i just want to have this one thing on my desk not this thing it's too weak but uh (laughs) this this allows me to uh you know just set it up and then i can just play the games that i already own and i could see that being really appealing to somebody especially who's someone who does not you know want the perfect frame rates the perfect performance the you know the big screens and everything you just want to play it on a computer but they're still very interested in games but they like the mac os system i see this as a really big thing for for mac it's convenient for pc players and everything but uh, for like like i said this kind of fixes mac gaming in a way in a very indirect way and uh i'm happy to see it you could let them uh make an arm-based mac and move off of it see that's that's the thing (laughs) that's why i've always been worried about apple doing that is because man that's just gonna totally screw you think gaming is bad now i know my my colleague jason cross is all big on arm macs but it's like that's just the death now for (laughs) mac gaming it just totally is yeah please please 
please, too. Yeah. Please don't let the door hit you. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh, too much. Uh, well, real, real quick. Uh, I mean, and this is a discussion we had during Stadia. Uh, I feel I feel like Gordon, you're you're not too negative on this because Stadia is one of those things that you have to buy into. Yeah, like it's complementary, but it's also not. It doesn't work very well together. This is complementary in a way of like, hey, it's your games. It's you know you you keep it whether you play it locally or, or in the cloud. Uh, this this very much feels complimentary, kind of like how you know Microsoft's upcoming one uh, is as well. So, do you feel as passionately against cloud gaming in this implement implementation? I mean, I I will say, look, I I played with the last night wired on you know a laptop, and it hey, it's kind of cool. I can play games sorta <laughs> at a, at on a laptop. I will tell you, I will never trade a gaming desktop or laptop for stream gaming mm -hmm. oh, i'm yeah. sorry i just i don't know and i have this conversation with people and they somehow think well this is the future it's like no it's not it's like we discussed this last night people who say that stream games are the future of gaming both for console and pc they don't play games right that's my opinion is they don't play games are these also the same people who are saying that the consoles are, are coming after the pc because <laughs> i've never met these people <laughs> It's okay. a welcome option you, for the Adam, just wait. Like wait. You come back in six months and you go, damn, you're right, Gordon. But I'm just saying, the people who say that... I saw that, one person. He was on the street. He had a, he had a sign up. You're going to wait. You're going to wait. Game streaming is the future. Dude, I'm no, going to get this so you actually get that way. a bunch from financial analysts and stuff. I get where Gordon's coming from Because they don't... And then the, they yeah, don't play so games. Weird. They don't play games. Their idea of a game is five minutes. Yeah. yeah. They're not like... My God, yeah, streaming, it's amazing what you can do with stream games. That's mm -hmm. awesome. It's a great way to get people to buy consoles and right. buy PCs for actually gaming, mm -hmm. For like, if you care about it. This, to me, is like, it is no threat because it's just the experience you're getting from a gaming PC with a high refresh panel or a high DPI panel and the, the amount of firepower you are pushing those pixels to the screen, we are... Streamed it just doesn't even compare. It's well, but, great for people I mean, who don't it, care about gaming. Even a thin it, and light gaming laptop is yeah. still probably going to be a better experience than this for sure. Uh, you know? A gaming laptop, maybe. Yeah, gaming laptop, not a, yes. Not a not like a HP Spectre or whatnot. You no, 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 a thin and light gaming right? laptop. Yeah, like a okay. you know a Acer Predator Triton. Yeah, no, that would definitely the experience Wait. is way better yeah. than that. But you know, but the one thing you can do. As they scale up, it's like, hey, you know, they're able to turn on ray tracing on some of these games. And does it support uh, high refresh? I don't. I yeah, don't. sixty. Right? No, that's no, no sixty ten eighty, which 60, we poo poo on as high end enthusiasts, but that's what eighty five percent of people play with and are more than happy with. Well, also, so, you got to think. I, I, I mean, you got to. This is for this is not for the person who has a twenty eighty Ti at home running right. on a four K model. I don't even also, think it's for somebody who has a twenty sixty or a ten sixty. Also, I, th I think. Well, this it is, is. I was actually talking with uh, this morning over Twitter with Whitson Gordon, the former editor in chief of How to Geek and Life Hacker. Uh, to me, this is perfect, especially at this price point, five bucks a month. Yeah. When I go on trips, I'm just going to, you know, pay that $5 a month and I'm going to have all my games with me in the hotel room on my, you know, crap work issued laptop and I can play them no problem. Uh, I mean, I love it. I have a 2080 Ti. I have a 4K monitor and I'm still going to be paying money for this at least yeah. three or four months a year. For 
for convenience, for an option in the future, that's what makes this great. And it's not trying to replace anything like uh, Stadia is. And I think that's the important difference. This is a nice option that, with a very low barrier to entry, that uh, this this is the way that cloud streaming can work. It's not. I think that's the best way to put it. It is not saying it is the future. It is a good option. Also, I, I can see in the future, you know, say they so you get the the three months trial. Uh, the then it, it's uh, a year of five dollars a month. Uh, I could see like when that whatever they're calling founders, it, founders edition. you know, edition or whatever. Uh, when because that that's that is one kind of thing. We don't know what the price will be yeah. after the founders edition kicks in. It's probably ten dollars. But yeah. I could see at that point, then they're like, hey, you know what? By the time that kicks in, we also have 4K support. Maybe we have high refresh rate. You know, what more I mean? games. They, they they can yeah, more games. Obviously, you know. So it's just like a, as it grows, uh, you know, I could see them getting into those spots. They just want to start out where they're starting out now. Right. So that and uh, it's I think a good it place sense. to start out at. Do you think ten bucks is? What, what if they said, well, how about fifteen? This is stupidly fifteen you know, is too much, but I'd probably pay is, ten. Yeah, ten feels like, worth it to me. To me, five dollars seems stupid. Like five dollars, I'm like, damn, that's a freaking deal. Yeah. Ten bucks huh. is where I expect it to be you know five dollars <laughs> is what you like i pay for whatever 6.99 for hulu i don't even watch hulu right. my daughter watches it once <laughs> in a while the same way. but you know <laughs> i i say keep keep five dollars and maybe you know bump it up a buck or so and then maybe do something like hulu where you got ads or something where you're playing and suddenly you're playing single no, player Gordon, game no and you way stop it. that I, yeah. but no i'm just saying maintain for the casual people who don't want to go all in for 10 bucks like you really only, only use it four or five hours a month if that's it's not mm-hmm. worth ten dollars a month for five dollars, six dollars is like Hulu. Yeah. You watch the one show maybe one or two nights a month, and then like forget it. The rest is is junk with with you know. Yes. So I, I here's a here's a crazy question though. Is it possible that Stadia and GeForce Now don't even overlap? Because it feels like GeForce Now is for somebody already in a PC gaming. Who they were I never going to buy Stadia you, you anyway. Should, if, if, even if you are not the person, even if like you just only want a cloud game, seriously, buy your game off Steam, buy your game off Epic. That, that, that's silly because it, it's Google is so famous for killing all of its projects. This is going to go away eventually. I guarantee it. I don't know when it's going to be, but uh, <laughs> it, it's. I, I I would be willing to bet money on that. And so you, you think they can't coach this? I, I think this I, is too much, much much of a better option. I, I think that's the thing. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about that this just a second ago. Like the thing I like about GeForce now is to me it feels like a very PC way of doing things. Like, hey, it's yeah. your choice. Bring your stuff. Personal computer. Pay in a rent our thing. Whereas Google Stadia is like trying to establish a new console in the cloud. It's right. a walled garden. You have to buy in there and only there. Mm-hmm. Etc. Etc. But it's from Google, who doesn't have the greatest track record. So I, I will say, I mean, very different to me. It's 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 a hundred percent like console versus PC gaming in the cloud. These are two very different like directions to be taken. This yeah, from. I mean, Graphic Stadia console. does have a couple interesting concepts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that, concepts. You know, for Great sure that concepts. it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is something that none of the other streaming uh, services offer, which is interesting. But uh, that is definitely not enough for them to to overcome <laughs> this this GeForce I'd tell you now what, juggernaut. Man, I'd be really upset right. Right now, if I paid my 130 bucks God. to get in on Stadia on the ground, <laughs> yeah. especially it's so genius this whole thing. Just like if you just step back and look at like tactics level, GeForce Now, freaking, you can play Destiny 2 for free. You don't need a ten dollar right. per month subscription. So they're like nuking Google Stadia there. This gets them in on Apple computers, and Apple's been locking them out forever. Like. Mm-hmm. It's great for us, but it's just like so genius for NVIDIA to be doing this the way that they're doing it. Yes. 
If, if you don't know, NVIDIA and Apple have been having a little tiffle for a long, many years. And you used to be able to find NVIDIA stuff in there, but not, not anymore. Apple, Apple is so against NVIDIA that even if you use an eGPU, you cannot run NVIDIA with boot camp. Um, so that, that's how against NVIDIA they are. It's, it's, it's savage. And, but this is like NVIDIA saying, ha ha, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, well, yeah. Apple Apple hates Nvidia but uh, it's uh, I I I think Gordon said it the best their uh, G4 or Nvidia is kind of doing this streaming service in a very PC way and it, it works for us now it can grow in the future and then and then yeah so and it, it's silly to think that something like this would replace PC game I mean PC gaming as I understand it, is in one of its best spots in years. There's a lot of high enthusiasm. There's great things being done with it and everything. It's like, you know, if something like this is going to replace it, we're still looking at many years in the future. Um, It'll never replace it. Yeah. It'll never. You need to have the the PC gaming structure to make this thing kind of work in the first place. Well, but it's just that we have, and and this is the one thing that a lot of outsiders don't understand. Uh Uh-huh. They don't even understand what PC gaming is at this point, or even console gaming, because their idea of gaming is on a phone or tablet for a little bit, right? Right. They don't. They don't even know what gaming's about, so they think, "Yeah, it'll replace us." It. Like, no way. There is no way you would ever want to play any stream gaming versus having it on a real client. Yes. So I, I just. I tell you what, though. What's that? This just popped in my head. People are always talk about how do I build a cheap gaming computer for Fortnite for my kid. This negates that, man. Just yes. just put Fortnite on GeForce now on the free account. For your kid, let them play for an hour to boot them off. You say, go do your damn homework. The main thing you'd have to upgrade is your internet connection, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do wonder, though. So I, what I wonder is those people, your kid's great with that maybe for maybe in the third or fourth or fifth grade, but they're going to be like, damn, this thing sucks. Can I get a computer? No, it's computer? way better than you yeah, think it is. See. It's yeah. not as it's bad as you seem to no, think I, it is. I, I don't mean that. It, man. No, I'm, <laughs> like, no. I play Doom on it fine. There is a little bit of latency. It's not the same as a Nave experience, but you can play Doom on there. Yeah, you I wouldn't can. want to play CSGO. I played I played uh, World of Warships. I was I, I got the feel enough just to like get that fixed maybe in the hotel room, but I was just never... <laughs> I just would you ever trade uh, it though? Would you ever trade it? Well, none's ever going to okay. trade it. I, I don't think he was I recommending trade that. Trade it, but I wouldn't like if my graphics card blew up tomorrow and I had to wait three months be, to be able to save up to afford a new one. I wouldn't feel awful playing on GeForce now. This no, is the biggest I, thing I can tell you is I didn't I wasn't recording it like a stupid idiot, but <laughs> I played GeForce Now yesterday. First thing I did, I beat Madam Butterfly and Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice on friggin' GeForce Now. If you can do that, you are fine. Uh, can you translate that? For that is a really it's ridiculously really, yeah, hard. That's a hard game. That is dude. the that is the, Timing that is the boss too. that people gives you. Oh. say screw this game. Yeah. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it out. I'm getting a refund anyway because people fail at that. Like Gordon's unpressed. No. No, I, no I, okay, that's, yes. that's really cool. He's a really cool. Uh, actually, a couple quick, real, real quick clarifications. Uh, people are wondering: Can you play uh, GeForce Now on an AMD graphics card? Yes. Yeah. You don't need a graphics card. You don't you need, can need play it on Intel integrated. Gra- we played on Intel yeah. integrated graphics. Uh, also, that also means that you can get ray tracing while playing on an AMD graphics. And by card. the way, Max almost. Oh, that's what they meant this year. That's what they're asking. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you could do. that. I was actually it's, talking to uh, Keith May, who was at CES with you guys uh, on Twitter, and he was saying that he actually uses GeForce Now beta on his 3400G. AMD Ryzen CPU in his living room. Mm-hmm. He plays what games that he can on that, but then if it doesn't hold up, he just uses GeForce Now. 
we couldn't test it. Uh, we do have one. Believe it or not, we couldn't find the charger for it. But apparently, uh, <laughs> you can go back to a 2008 MacBook and it'll still run. That's what they, as long as it can run uh, Yosemite. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't run on anything. It runs on the Android, yes. right? Android uh, uh, consoles. Yes. You know, the GeForce console, whatever it was. But so when I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that GeForce Now is bad. In fact, I was actually once I went to a LAN connection in our office, mm -hmm. I was I was playing multiplayer games at a you know when I did that I was on a on on LAN. By and the way, it is so. reasonable. What I'm saying though is, as a primary PC gamer who likes I like I don't like seeing compressed graphics. I like less latency. I like more. I just can't ever see this. I would always say. Play it on a client. It's going to be better. And I really think what's going to happen is people who play this, GeForce Now, just or whatever, on their Mac or their or their low-end or old machine, they're going to go, you know what? It's $600 for a really good gaming PC. What am I waiting for, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I already I bought the games on Steam on GeForce Now, and that's... I don't. I don't think it's, it's supposed to be a replacement. Well, it, I, I know. That'll give you I mean. the taste for it, like you're saying. Like, you'll be playing this and be like, oh, if I could just get, you know a 2060 or a 1660 ti or whatever you know spend a couple hundred bucks this could be even just a little bit more clear and yeah but what i'm saying is the people who get introduced to it like you're saying hey just get it for your kid your kid's gonna go a couple years you know 18 months later it's like hey i'm really tired of this thing everything looks like it's you know compressed during bad traffic and i have a real it's not, it's not it's, as bad as you think it's man not, it's not you're as overdoing you think. It, yeah and, and like Brad, I said, not everybody's gonna beginning. be playing on a land we haven't we haven't tried it. I have played it on Wi-Fi again. Very weird network. I'm in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I forget where I was going with that. You're arguing that somehow <laughs> you're arguing that it is not a replacement for PC gaming. Yet you're saying it's fine to replace PC gaming. Is what I'm hearing. It's a nice option. I don't think you're saying it's it's, it's good. What I was saying is that what I was saying in the beginning. Nvidia says that the quality. Once you get into this queue, is always going to be the same. When it's busy, you're not going to have a worse experience. That's what NVIDIA is saying so far, at least. We're going to have to see how it holds up. That's the reason I didn't do a review <laughs> for day one. That and it was Super Bowl weekend. Uh, it's going to depend how it comes down to in the real world. But NVIDIA is saying that their load management is entirely based on that queue system and not it shouldn't waver once you're actually up and playing. Today is probably the worst case scenario if you want to yeah. try seeing what it's like because yeah. everybody's going to be trying it out now. I think in you beta they do. only had 300,000 players. Who knows how many it is today? Yeah. 600,000 I, 600, I saw somewhere 000. else. Okay. They doubled it. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is this will actually increase the amount of PC gaming gamers because Good. people like going to go like, this is cool. I'm just going to buy a gaming PC for $600. Yeah, if anyone benefits from this, it's Steam. <laughs> because it, this is an easy way for somebody to get in on those those cheap Steam sales, build up their library, and then when they get to the chance to, to build a PC, it's like, bam. Unless it's an Epic Store exclusive. Well, is there... But remember, it's just virtualized Windows, though. There's nothing to stop them from signing a deal with Epic, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can have, have your multiple... They have it's publisher-based. It's yes. publisher-based. So that's why, like, Control's not in there, which is a shame, because that was the best game of last year yeah. and the best Ray Tracing game released so far. But Control, you can't play. Metro Exodus, you can. Those are both Epic Game Store games, but it depends on the publisher. Yes. Also, at least a while ago in the beta, I was able to minimize uh, the window... In, in some form, at least, and get to the actual desktop on yeah. the VM that I was running. So, I, I mean, haven't seen Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, I don't think... You, I, they, I'm sure they kind of 
uh, hid that a little they bit. They closed so. the loophole yeah. that I did the first time I tested it in the beta. Yeah. Because <laughs> you could run any Steam game at that point. Yeah, exactly. They, now they limit it to only 1,000. So what I did is because Steam does softwares, I went and I got 3D Mark and all that and ran full benchmarks on them. <laughs> nice. Can you use they mods don't like do that anymore. <laughs> huh? so can you yeah, use anything that you like have. Yeah. Your, your, what you have in Steam is what you're playing in the game if it's supported. Speaking of which, you can Inclu- now finally play Skyrim on a Mac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the upsides for, for publishers? Could EA say, hey, we want in, we want Battlefield on there? Or whatever it is. I mean, people who don't can't afford or don't want to pay to upgrade their PC and stuff like this. Now they have a way of playing those games and they're more likely to buy them. And it's not some stupid setup like Stadia is. I mean, it's like if they do decide, like you say, if it wins people over to PC gaming, it was like, oh, well, look at there. I can pick up where I left off. I can pick up from Madam Butterfly and Sekiro. Oh, totally. Madam Butterfly. It's It's crazy to me that more publishers aren't more on board that there's only 400 games. I can't see downsides to supporting this. More people are going to buy your games. Uh, but I, I would rather have them, yeah, like because that's the problem with Stadia is that they just came out too too quick with all this stuff, and it's just like they, you know, now they're just sitting there with their their hands in the air, being like, Ooh, "We got nothing to follow up yeah. with," you know. So this, like I said, especially with the 4K and maybe the high refresh rate, and they they have things to grow into, you know. I guess, but is it too late now, though? Because the, the for GeForce now, <laughs> no, for for, oh, for Stadia. Stadia. Oh no, well, are like, yeah, no, that's people ship are like sale. these multiplayer games, sale, and there's right? nobody to multiplayer with. It's kind of like it's really looking pretty grim, right? Yeah. I, I only liked the like the first paragraph, but I saw that there was some study today that was like Stadia has like only a few thousand players. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have to look at that once I get out. It of can here. be solved though. Google can't solve it with money. I, I was right? when I when I, you know having played GeForce now, when I heard that Google was coming out with a service, I was like, oh shoot, it's over, you know, because Google is going to know what it's going to do. But no, they totally messed up. You don't use enough Google. You don't use enough Google products early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know they take forever to upgrade things like Split View on the, the iPad for very crucial apps like Google Docs, and it always annoys me. It's spiteful, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, so... Oh, here, here's yeah. my last theoretical... I do have one question here. Yeah, Lena can, can chime in here, too. <laughs> GeForce Now feels like the... It would be the front-runner like of, of, the, of the stream gaming services. Definitely oh, yeah. GeForce Now. What's going to happen when Microsoft gets here? Who's going to win this battle? It's- or it's going to be, tied to, gonna be tied to Game Pass. It's again, it's, I think Microsoft is doing like NVIDIA is doing here, and it's, you know, an a, it's augmenting. It's not replacing. Mm-hmm. Like if you already bought into Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, which you should because that's also awesome and only five or six bucks a month. Uh, it just adds on top, man. I don't think it's, they're going to be head to head necessarily either way. And you also have options like Blizzard and stuff with this one and stuff. But yeah, I'll leave it. Not representing the Xbox contingent. (laughs) Well, I mean, Leif can also as well. I was going to say, though, that, I mean, it really just kind of depends, too. You know, uh, as Brad was just saying, if you want Game Pass because you want to add on the kind of games that you want, great. But when it comes to actually just playing what you already own, it's not competing at all. So I don't really... I don't really see how this is some kind of death match. Okay, here's a death match. It's, it's for time Stadia. of year. Oh, we're not talking about Stadia anymore. It's, we're talking just about Microsoft. It's November. <laughs> NVIDIA. It's, you're coming up on the shopping season. you got to push somebody overboard. You've already signed up for what Stadia. What is with you and throwing people overboard this month? Because that's what you do. You always Last throw things overboard. 
You look, I'm saying you got the you got the you sign up for stadium. You're sitting here with this whatever's thing. You, you got stadium. GeForce now and and you got the Xbox thing. You got to push two of those overboard because why would you want to pay for both of those? Right. I mean, I do have Hulu There's, and Netflix. Do you only do you only subscribe just to Netflix or did you throw it overboard when your kids wanted Disney Plus? I will say if I had to push, <laughs> I, if I had look, I have three. I have Hulu, you I have Disney Plus and, and I have Netflix. You know who's Your going Honor, overboard I would, first? I would request counsel to answer Hulu. the question. Hulu's going overboard first. Now, I would push Amazon over because it's useless, but you basically have to pay for it to get in a Costco, right, for that. That deal, you get it for free. So between Netflix yep. and Disney Plus, that's a really tough one. The well, here's the thing. is pretty good. So that's worth Amazon Prime for me. But it here's feels the thing like- that is really cool about GeForce Now that kind of throws this whole thought, you know, game out the window. You don't have to pay anything to play on GeForce That's Now. That's right. You're going to have to buy into xCloud. You have to buy in and pay for a ton of hardware for Stadia. GeForce Now, you get those one-hour lengths, as many as you want, for free. That's huge. And they support Apex Legends. They support Fortnite. They support League of Legends. They support Dota 2. Probably. All these free games. Well, Any free, free games that you yeah. pick up in Steam, yeah. they'll be able to play them. You could legitimately just play that with no cost whatsoever. And I think that's important. A lot of those games are not you know, on Microsoft. And so as I understand, that's going to be the main thing that, you know, it's working from Microsoft platform. So I still see GeForce Now as better because a lot of my games that I enjoy playing are actually not on that uh, that platform. So Yeah, and right now that's the only streaming option with the free option. I mean, Stadia says they're going to come out with ones, but that's, you know, They'll die still. Do you happens. think Microsoft will have a free option? No. no, it'll be tied to Game Pass. Uh, not for their current stuff, but hey, if Microsoft ever decided to do something like that for the games you actually own, I would be so on board. <laughs> yeah. So on board. It, it just feels like NVIDIA is, they're, to be honest, the underdog. When you're looking at your competitors being Microsoft you don't hear and that Google, very often. I know they are really. <laughs> How much really, do they pay you to say that? No, really, they are the underdog. Though. You're going up against Google, you're going up against Microsoft. Those are uh, that's unlimited funding. So, but if it does feel like they've sort of been just the right amount of disruptive, right? The free option, the five bucks. It's just like I'm. I'm I tell you what, though, I'm glad that they waited to launch this. It was kind of been a running joke because they announced it. In, I think 2017. Like Adam said, mm-hmm. it's been three years that they've been teasing this. But if you remember, if you look back to 2017. When they announced it, they said you'd have to pay 25 bucks to get 20 hours of gaming on a GTX 1060 or more if you wanted GTX 1080 quality. So, yes, we had to wait three extra years to get it where it needs to be. But look at how much better the deal is it's now. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. But it does also make me wonder how feasible it is long term for everybody. Because if they were saying three years ago, 25 bucks. And now yeah, it's but that $5. was three years ago, though. I mean, that that was bleeding edge. Yeah, but you're still time, consuming sure. a ton of power on the graphic side. There's, I mean, there's just there's a lot of infrastructure behind it, and I do wonder if it's sustainable for Microsoft and Google to compete with Nvidia at this price, or it's even if it's if even Nvidia can can was sustain it at that price. One nice know? thing is, after three years, they didn't think that it was necessary to abandon it or anything, or just let it die. Matter of fact, they lowered the price, and I think that's a very good sign. Well, um, yeah, the pricing. I mean, because but the thing is, are they making money at five bucks a month? Is what I want to know. They might now. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, what I'm saying is if they said $25 and this whole time they haven't released this because they knew if they came out with it at 20 bucks or $25, people said, hell no, right? So I'm that's just kind of we wondering. Said. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what everybody said. So now it's like, whoa, this is like a dunk. It's like, why wouldn't you have it at five bucks? 
Well, here's a nice thing. But they want to make money too, right? I just realized, so another way that you could use a service, if you're using like an older car, like a GTX 980 or something like that, and you're like, how much difference would it really make if I upgrade to a better car or a better PC and stuff like that? So you can boot this up and you can see how much better those visuals would look and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And you're like, dang, that's pretty nice. And I think it's real smart of them to tie ray tracing into the Founders Edition card. Yes. The Founders Edition subscription. It's a because if you don't have a ray tracing card, which is 95% of people, even PC gamers out there, you're going to spend that six bucks just to see what you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. It's a real shame that they only have three or four games mm-hmm. that are supported available to stream right now. But like, yeah. you can't do Control, you can't do Shadow of the Tomb Raider, you can't do Battlefield 5, but they have a bunch of other games. It's That's genius. I think that's what they were waiting for. That's a good hook for people to, to get into the games, I yeah, think. Try it out. Uh, also, real quick, um, VC Gesture gave us $5 on Super Chat. Thank you so much. Uh, and asking, Gordon, will this make my games on cartridge obsolete? <laughs> no, no, because the cartridge is what you need. You know, you know those days when you never needed the internet to play games? Cartridge is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Those also, were the days. <laughs> so much faster than this. <laughs> I also want to say that, you know, that that's the other thing is that a lot of these games require, I mean, all they all require an internet connection. And I know a lot of people get on that. Honestly, most of the games I personally play require an internet connection anyway. I'm an MMO, MMO guy and stuff and play PUBG and Fortnite. So that doesn't bother me. But there is that, that you will always need an internet connection. Uh, also, Flash Photo makes a good point that uh, the $5 a month uh, is all about volume. They're assuming that a certain percentage won't use it much. Uh, kind of like a gym membership, you know. Yeah, so I, I think okay. it's like, hey, five dollars, <laughs> ah, whatever, and then you just forget about it and never. Use well, it, but know? look, it's, it's like all those people still paying for AOL discs. <laughs> yeah. No, <Whatever. laughs> I because I, I was thinking, well, gym membership is a good model, but it's a good model until it turns into an airline membership thing, mm-hmm. which is like, hey, I paid for my ticket. Uh, we don't have your seat. What do you mean? I paid for my seat. It was like, well, we oversell flights, knowing people don't make the flight. Uh, you're not going to get on the plane. And I'm just, I want to know whether it's gym membership or airline membership, because there's a certain point where you go like, whoa, this is stupidly popular. We are getting killed trying to keep this thing. We're paying $10 a month for people to play for $5 a month. Then you start looking at ways like, how do we get people to stop playing? You know, I just, I don't know. I I have a good question, Gordon. Uh, Would you rather, let's go back. Would you, would you rather uh, spend $600 on a uh, 1080 Ti? Or go or or use six fifty, <laughs> or divide that six hundred and fifty dollars up between all those years of of GeForce Now you could get. Oh, I'd rather take the ten eighty Ti. But that, I mean, you're literally paying for. I, I can't do math. How many years of of GeForce Now is that? Why not? Bro? A lot. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is the enjoyment you would get out of a high performance. But you don't you don't get ray tracing. Card. You don't get ray tracing. I, it's fine though, because ray. Tra- I <laughs> oh, now it's fine. Look, I'm saying. <laughs> I would rather have the experience of client. Look, I've never said that that you 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 had to had to buy ray tracing. What I'm saying is, if I had the choice between at that time between a 2070 or 2080 and a 1080 Ti at full price, hell no, am I going to invest in old technology at that time? That's just it didn't make any sense. At the same time, I still feel a 1080 Ti is going to whoop all over stream gaming for as an, as an enjoyable experience as a gamer. For how I mean, long, I know though? It's good. For how long, though? Because yeah, it's, it's, say those $5, those $5 last year, or even if it goes up to $10, that, that's, still, that's still a lot of months of GeForce now. I know. I mean, and again, I like I said, $5 is like, it's like, it's a, it's like a, you're just going to buy it just to buy it. And I played it last night. It was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. But in no way would I ever trade that 
for client experience. Sitting in front of a PC at high res, at high frame rate, and low latency. You're going to trade all that for whatever? So just because you can, no, forget it. No. If you can afford a 1080 Ti, you can afford the extra five bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say just... that. Why not both? Yeah, that was, that's what, that was my option. Ooh, yeah, that's... actually, you know what? Placeholder makes a good point. Uh, you can't resell your GeForce Now subscription, but you can resell your 1080 Ti. <laughs> it's true. There you go. And then you know what? There's so many people who still want to pay a lot of money for them, like you and Elena, six hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> even though it's an ancient card at this point. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to try it. Uh, actually, I haven't been able to try it uh, in the past couple of weeks. So, no, um, I, yeah, I was playing so. it on integrated graphics, World of Warships. I mean, I was, you know, it was a multiplayer server, but it was there were a lot of bots because I, you know, you have to, <laughs> I had to start over again. And it was, I was actually very pleased with it. I can, I can tell you, I could barely play World of Warships on uh, the original Surface Book, and that had like a whatever a 940 or something play it on a wired That's, connection if you can though. yeah i played a wired wireless on our on our wireless connection was horrible but we just have terrible corporate access points so that i don't really yeah, blame it but plugged into the land it was it was actually it was way better than i could get out of the uh intel integrated graphics on this laptop and so. I, I just got sonic fiber in my new place man nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much yeah. is that a month uh 85 Oh, that's not bad. At gig, all. gig speeds, gig wow. up and down. Oh, dang, <laughs> way better than mine. <laughs> anyway, let's let's put a bow on it. We've got uh, we got we got some other topic. rumors to talk about. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Th- hey, Leif, thank you for for being Thanks on. For being uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks was, for having me. Great. You could take the Mac with you when you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Wait. wait. This is coming from the guy who was talking about the virtues of the MacBook 16 for a good 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Leif, don't take this personally. Gordon is just being Gordon. No, look, I was, I, I, I don't, I still stand by that. That I mean, you, you, they, they did, they made the right choice. Look, if Google Stadia, if they come back and said, oh, damn. We got smoked, folks. We got smoked. If he's in there, he's yelling at everybody, you need to fix this now. I want to see some butts being kicked. And they come out and say, <laughs> we're going to do Stadia for two ninety nine. All right? And you get a year subscription for two ninety. dollars Hell, what am I going to say? Like, oh, we should have done that in the first place, Google. Oh, no, that's not the way. You're just like, oh, damn. You, they really, they, they course corrected. You're going to applaud that. It's like, that's awesome. And then you're going to go, wow, this really is a game changer. But no, Adam and Elena would be like, oh, no, you should have done that in the first place. I'm just not going to buy it anyway. See? I'm having technical difficulties. Can you you still You want me to continue (laughs) to complain? Oh! (laughs) What? Can you still not hear? What? Uh, You're selling the 2080 Ti for $299 now, NVIDIA? Oh, you should have sold it at that much. I'm still not going to buy it. Oh, why didn't you do that in the first place? Instead of like, whoa, give me two at that price. Anyway, let's talk about some rumors. Well, we do have rumors. We have, I, we're, I don't have, is it working now? Yeah. Uh, not really, but it's okay. I, I can hear you. No, can. You're all talking loud enough. Although, I don't know <laughs> if I can hear Brad Hello. when he talks. There you go. Hello, can you hear me? It's like coming in and out. It's like one. Uh, it's like a really bad cell connection. <laughs> Skype. And it's doing this weird bounce between each uh, channel. So I oh, hear great. you in like sporadic. It's going to sound like our CES uh, podcast. In each ear. <laughs> it's really a weird sensation. All right. So I will. Let me go ahead and sum up while Adam is trying to fix that. So there's two rumors, even though uh, Brad is here, we're still going to talk about it. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, 
and I do want to hear what people, their opinions are, because one, uh, uh, Video Cards has a story saying that uh, there is the the B550A chipset. Is that right? So they're uh, it's just supposedly? B550 motherboards. A is something different. It got... Oh, that's think about B five fifty boards have showed up in the Eurasian Economic Commission regulatory office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a B B five fifty, which was supposedly the first chipset with uh, PCIe four. That's going to be lower cost, and then now apparently there is a B five fifty A chipset. According to video cards, uh, there was only a B five fifty A chipset designed specifically for OEMs, but unlike B five fifty non A, that chipset only supported PCIe three standard. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. B550A popped up that was only made for OEMs yeah. and it only supported Third PCI 3. Right. And yeah. 550 but is a now 4.0. Gigabyte B550, not A motherboards, are starting to show up in regulatory commissions, so, making people think they're coming soon. If I could do a quick tangent, I was really curious when I read that what it would be the purpose of having a B550 board with only PCIe 3.0? Like, what are you really. That was really the only main, you know, whoosh, new shiny thing in the, the updated chipset. Right, so if if I'm reading this right, let me, let me get this right. B550 is four, and 550A is three, but OEM only, right? Well, none of these are officially announced. Officially parts. announced. But <laughs> if that's true, though, you know, it's going to, of course, raise some eyebrows. Of course, even I don't even think B550 is confirmed with PCIe 4 at this point. Because it does I mean, seem it like... All, we're all talking about rumors. They're all so, rumors, no, it's not but... Confirmed. Nothing is confirmed yet. Do you feel they have to have... How important is PCIe 4? That's the only reason to upgrade it. <laughs> why would why would you why would, yeah, you why wouldn't it just it? buy an older motherboard you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why yeah. that's the only thing they can bring to B five fifty that I could think of right now that would be worth upgrading. Uh my concern about that would be, as we've seen with X five seventy, would be the price. Cause yeah. PCI four adds quite a bit to price and the X fifty series is supposed to be more affordable. So yeah, so maybe I wonder if they if board makers have figured out a way to squeeze out more features or squeeze the cost down so they can do PCIe four on five fifty and still get it. Because I mean, what maybe one fifty one eighty is probably the cheapest X five seventy. It is. So if you can get it down to down. like that one thirty price, then that makes people happier, right? I mean, it's happier. It would make them happier. But, I mean, again, like if that's going to be their stripped-down version and you can get a, a B450 board in that same price with more bells and whistle bells and whistles, excuse me, yeah. I don't really know how many people are going to go for the PCIe 4 just because, I mean, yeah, you get that speed, but how many people are really going to take advantage of it? Yeah, if you're not, if you're not buying a PCIe 4 SSD, it doesn't matter, and then it doesn't really make a huge difference with GPUs for gaming anyway. No, no, no difference. <laughs> well, what do you think about also if this rumor is true that they're doing an OEM only B550 with PCIe 3? Obviously, to keep prices lower is my guess. Well, that, did, that did happen. That confirmed happened. Robert have spoke about it. That was just an OEM thing for pre-builds. Right. Like, but that definitely did happen. What I want to note, though, is that going to be bad? Because if you're an OEM and you're selling, hey, we got all this fanciness, X570, PCIe 4, goodness, bling, 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 and then... Ting or B550A is PCIe 3. And well, OEMs always do shady crap like that. That's the reason that we saw the, what was it, Radeon 580X. Yeah. Like, they just, they just like, we just left model. an X on the end of everything. And I'm like, so what's the difference between these? They're like, 
Well, the the 580X compared to the 580 is running the latest edition of Radeon software. So it's they do stuff to add numbers and upgrades to the boards so they can sell it to you in Best Buy and make it look more attractive. But it doesn't actually improve performance. Like, I don't know. I always take those things with a grain of salt is what I'm saying. Just kind of ranting against OEM spec shenaniganery, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's push. I don't know who's pushing that, but it's it's clear that getting PCIe four to low cost is not easy. So, yeah, I I mean, according to the the rumors, what they're kind of like Gigabyte is supposedly coming out with more than just a couple, right? I think they said something like six, and they're all different form factors. The main ones, right? So you get full ATX, micro ATX, and mini ITX, which seems, if it's true, it does seem like they're backing it pretty strongly. Makes me wonder though what those prices are going to be. Yeah, maybe it just simply replaces those and doesn't really change the price that much. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little slightly price premium. My hope is that they stick around, kind of like X four seventy motherboards have stuck around, even though X five seventy is here. So yes, it might cost a little bit more than a B four fifty motherboard, but you have the option to pay more to get PCI four. Yeah, I think that's good. At this point, it's been whatever. It's been six months for X570 and Ryzen 3rd Gen to kind of, you know, start seeding it so that there are more PCIe 4 drives available and stuff like that. I think it was smart to kind of delay it, waiting for that, if this, in fact, happens. Uh, like I say, pretty much every episode, I'm all for more options. And I could see why the the X50 series, they cut back on other features, too, from X570. Like, you can't do dual GPUs in the 550 board. So that'll save you some money there, too. So yeah, and that really... That's one of yeah. those features nobody used anymore anyway, so... Not yeah, they loss. shouldn't be. So yeah. we're having some um, uh, discussions in the YouTube chat about uh, who needs PCIe 4 and what's uh, what's the purpose of it anyway. Is it just a marketing trick at that low end? Uh, also, VC Gesture gives five more dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, and they, uh, they're they saying that the 4 gig 5500 XT can see a performance uplift over PCIe 4. Uh, have you ever tested that, Brad? I haven't tested it. I know uh, Steve at Hardware Unboxed has. Uh, it does make a slight difference because of the way they only gave it a by 8 connection. Uh, so when you bump that down to PCI 3, it can make a little bit of a difference, but it's not anything worth being concerned about. Yeah, that's right. Really- I, I, I don't think the, the first point, I don't think that the X50 line is low end. I think that's actually like the mainstream. That's what most people should buy. Like if I was building a Ryzen system, I already have one with a 370 board in it. But if I was going to, and I recommend when people ask me what to build, I recommend the X50 series because that gets you overclocking. That gets you, you know, graphics card support. That gets you everything basically but dual GPU and PCIe 4 right now. So I think if you're building a straightforward system with one graphics card, uh, processor and some fast storage in it, there definitely could be reason to buy, to build a system that could use PCIe 4 with the 550 motherboard. Yeah. And one uh, one thing I do think is, is going to make a difference is so far we've really only seen uh, one controller for PCIe 4, but I think Samsung announced the 980 Pro at CES. We're going to start to see newer controllers designed more for modern PCIe 4, and I think this is just going to smoke. Yeah. Thing. So I, I think I'd feel bummed if I didn't have PCI 3, but at the same time, are you really looking for that much more transfer speed out of your SSD? 
I, I yeah, I, you only really need it if you have a reason and you know why you need it, right? Yeah. yeah. But you always, you know, no one likes to be left behind like that. What I want to note, though, is if Ampere comes out and it mm-hmm. is PCI 4, mm-hmm. is that going to, now we sort of have all AMD, all in, uh, NVIDIA on PCI 4, are you going to feel sucked because you have a PCI 3 board? I doubt it, but you might at the high end. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, people like to see those nice numbers and match up, and nobody wants to put a PCI 3 card into a PCI 2 slot, but no. Uh, To me, it makes a difference on performance. I could see, like, whatever succeeding the 2080 Ti might be a chip that pushes PCI 3.0 to its limits. But we're going to have to see. And I guess at that point, it doesn't matter anyway. You're not going to be buying a, a B550 board for your 3080 Ti, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think in that space anyway, people are more inclined to upgrade more frequently. So there probably would be grumbling, but I think a fair number of the grumblers would still actually suck it up and shell out the cash for it. Yeah. That'd be nuts, wouldn't it? Uh, our GPU test system is Intel-based. Right now it's 8700K because it still does fine. There's no real reason to upgrade to 9900K. It'll be wild if the 3080Ti is so fast that it needs PCI 4 to do it. And so I'd have to upgrade my test system from Intel to AMD for gaming because it's the only way to test NVIDIA's high-end GPU to its fullest. Yeah, you know, the other really sort of bad thing about that is generally things that, as you move to the super-fast GPUs, you now become CPU-limited. So mm-hmm. higher mm-hmm. clock speed GPU, 9900KS <laughs> is recognized. It's like, yeah, that is the one thing. Like, if you are running the fastest video card, then yes, the 9900KS is actually a pretty reasonable choice. Yep. But you won't have but PCI then, 4. Sorry. Yeah. That would be a very interesting conundrum. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but it, it'll be weird because it still feels like, to me, a 9900KS or whatever replaces it would still be the better pairing for it, you know the super mm-hmm. high-end replacement for it, the 2080 Ti, or the big Navi, for that matter, I mean, if it, when they all come out. But here's the thing, and again, I don't really know how all these businesses work behind the scenes, but you would have to think that if, if NVIDIA were going to do something like that, because they're not in direct competition with Intel when it comes to the spaces they play in, you would think that there would actually be discussions behind the scenes about support, because I don't think Intel would ever want to be left out when it comes to something like that. Well, there were rumors on the Intel side that they... And I've not even bothered to dig into this because, you know, who knows? It could just be a scurrilous rumor. We're going to talk about it anyway. But there was talk <laughs> that the the Co- Common Lake S, which is basically the, the replacement for Coffee Lake for the 9900K, the 109900K, whatever it is, <laughs> that they were going to do with the new chipset, which we're going to talk about in a second. They were going to do PCI 4, but apparently Intel got cold feet with it because they didn't feel it really met their standards to support it. So they basically said, we're not going to do it. So, Tom's Hardware, a good article on yeah. that. Yep, And I can understand it because Intel really is, they have a lot to lose in you know lawsuits. So if something doesn't dot every I and cross every T, they're not going to support it in general. So that that's a possibility that that didn't happen. So I, I'm sure they were targeting doing it, but then I don't know. I don't really know the real story on that. And I haven't, I haven't really sort of bothered to look too far into it. But yeah, it's just going to be kind of suck because... Whatever next gen PCI four card seems like AMD is the only answer, but it still feels like the higher clock speeds on Intel is still for that that card maybe better. I don't know. 
Yeah. Have to see. Uh, yeah, that actually- <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have to see. <laughs> well, that brings us to the next rumor from WCCF Tech. Uh, Intel Z490 motherboards will be announced in May. And basically, it is the chipset for the uh, Comet Lake H, Comet Lake, gosh, Comet Lake <laughs> S, right? So Comet basically, rumors yes. are it's going to be a 10-core uh, part at 5 gigahertz plus, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it will be a new socket, according to WCCF Tech. Of course, we've known that for a while. That's been kind of swirling around for a long time. No changes to the ILM, which is the something internal lo- loader mechanism, basically the, the little flippy thing. Uh, and, of course, they will keep the same offsets for the coolers, which has not changed, honestly, since in a long you know, time. In Ivory Bridge. It's like, it goes back to Sandy Bridge. So that, that offset hasn't changed, I don't think. And, uh, of course, more power. But, you know, the big difference is continuing this LGA 1200 is, is what it's going to be, which means new socket. But the bummer thing exactly. uh, the bummer thing to me is you still continue to have 16 PCIe three lanes. You get some more on on the South Bridge, of course, on the chipset, but mm-hmm. the CPU itself is still limited to sixteen lanes, only PCIe three, obviously. And what I'm not sure about is if they improve the DMI speeds. It's the the DMI is the interconnect between the CPU and the chipset, and it's what about a by four by four three at this point, and it's very much become a bottleneck on the Intel on these Intel builds where you just if you're going to hook up all these really fast SSDs and all these devices to that Southbridge, you're squeezing it all through this by four yep. you know, PCI three connection. And it just kind of stinks. Although I don't, nobody's really said uh, whether that's going to stay the same or not. I get the feeling it probably is. Cause this is mostly iterative of, uh, of coffee lake. Yes. It looks like. Yeah. Bummer. Yep. Just all yep. bummers uh, there. It just, yeah. I mean, Looking at the WCCF report, which you should take with a grain of salt, uh, they are hit and miss with reports to rumors in the before. But we've been hearing a lot about Comic Lake, Comet Lake S and Z490, so that's why we're covering it. Uh, it also says it won't have backwards compatibility with existing chips yeah. uh, because it improves power and support and stuff. So, yeah, it just looks like a new motherboard socket. Uh, Tom says it won't have PCIe 4 support, so I trust their you know, sources a little bit more in WCCF techs. But if that's true, that's going to be a bummer. Uh, and I, I guess actually, uh, I believe it was right after CES. I think it was Steve at Gamers Nexus came out with a video about how C490 was actually supposed to be announced there and motherboards had boards ready, but they got told to yank them at the last second. So, yeah, there were a lot of things that were on that were on, not on display that we were there that nobody's talking about. Um, yeah. Although this is this is kind of cool though, if it's right, the ten nine hundred K, which is, of course is ten cores, uh, three seven base, which we know doesn't really matter that much, um, but boost is five two, and they're saying all core boost supposedly of four eight and four nine on velocity, which is running it super cold. That's pretty high. Four eight all cores is like pretty smoking, right? That'd be cool. Ten cores. Yeah, I mean, I would think ten they're. Cores. If I would think that they're coming out after AMD, they know what they have to hit to at least be disruptive, to at least be competitive with some things where they can make an argument for yes. why you want to buy their parts. So you combine yep. all core four point eight to four point nine gigahertz with a reasonable price and might be a ball game, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't think Intel's. Uh, I mean, there's a reason they cut the prices on the Extreme Edition chips that just came out. They're not dumb. Yeah, they know that the people there know they might be proud and hate it, but they know that AMD is bringing game and they need to bring some game to counter that. So I think whatever they end up putting out will have its selling points, and they'll be sure to emphasize those. Right, and they'll push the gaming thing, of course. I imagine again, of course, because it'll be high clocks. We have higher clocks still, and that's and that's why that theor- theor- that rumor that PCI four won't be supported by. Z490 is so interesting to me because, you know, gaming is like one of the bastions. They're like, we're five gigahertz. AMD can't come close to that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then if a 3080 Ti does come out and it makes that much of a difference over PCIe 4, which, again, is just us talking out of our butts now. I mean, there's not even a rumor saying that's going to happen. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) yeah, what are you going to do? That would throw a big wrench in it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it feels like so much disarray there. What do you? What do you? I mean, it's, it seems like you just go for thirty nine hundred x thirty nine fifty x. It's easy solved, you know. Yeah, it's almost disappointing. Like in this world where we're just doing nothing but uh, hypothesizing, it's almost <laughs> disappointing uh, to to kind of get this still this sense that Intel is kind of off balance. You know, they haven't regained their footing. They haven't turned, finished, you know, taking that gigantic cruise liner and finished like pivoting its like position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's when you talk about it, it seems like, Oh, this is bad. I, I think I, I said it's grim at the same time. I know Intel will survive this. They have the war chest mm-hmm. to survive it. And I think ultimately they will come out and at least be competitive, which is good for everybody. So, I mean, you know, maybe the, maybe the best Silicon win, right? So I, I think it'll be awesome, <laughs> but it doesn't look like this will change it too much. These parts in this yeah. chipset, especially both both of these motherboard chips had some like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, there's you know, there's I think there might be. Well, obviously we're so far out from them, but it feels like they're they'll at least have a valid. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's anything exciting, but I think it's necessary in that you want representation across the spectrum. You don't want to necessarily have to tell somebody, well, it'd be great if you had something for your exact particular requirements, but you're going to have to choose to go up or down or, you know, make these concessions. Or let's play with price. I really hope that they're rejiggering things or that the report was wrong and that they get PCIe 4. I'd be a lot more excited for Z490 if it had PCIe 4 support. Yeah. Although, but with, you know... PCI 4 hung off of that DMI is still just a, a major bummer to me. Yeah. It's it's yep. such a bottleneck. Let's play the price game. If <laughs> if there's a 10 core Core i9 10900K that's going to hit 49 to 48 all core boost, what price do you think they have to put that at to to compete? Because really, it's 3900X at what 500 and 3950 at 750. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <sighs> I think they can argue. Ga- we got games. We got games. Hey, you want to? You have the brand new forty eighty Ti. You want? You want more clocks? Forty eighty. How do we go up two generations? Two imaginary generations. To make sure that it's not real at all. And but I'm just kind of thinking like, I would say to be to really be sort of like mess with the AMT four fifty. But it does that seem incra- that seem crazy to sell ten cores at that I high think, clock of four fifty? I think they would replace the ninety nine hundred K five hundred dollar price point. Yeah, that's. I seems, think they'd make ten or five hundred bucks. That's the safe. That I I would assume that's that's what I would have saw, thought was the the default position. But if you just want to like show that you you want to you want to get in this boxing ring, I don't know. I so I just see double. Ch- 
You go I was ahead. just thanks. I was just double checking the clock speeds on the thirty nine fifty X, and also I needed to pull up the thirty nine hundred X. Yeah, you're not close yeah. enough. They're good parts. There we go. The max boost on that. So. <laughs> I just think that Intel and all the price cuts we have seen from them, even with advantage over like whatever clock speed advantage they would have over AMD parts, they're too conservative still with their price cuts. Like AMD is willing to say they willing to go the op like the Oprah route. Like they're just like, woo, you get a CPU and you get a well, CPU and you get a except CPU. Except at the high end. Except at the high end. They still will do, they were doing discounts on Threadripper. No, you know? no, but I mean the. The Intel going, you know, from two thousand and one thousand was yeah, yeah, but even still, that's that's what I was about to jump in there and say. Yeah. Like, see, like we were so excited. You guys did a special stream about it when they announced that those were getting cut in half. Yeah. And then when you actually Ryzen when the up. parts actually came out the same and bar three hours before AMD's parts, there's a reason they did it. And even with the new pricing, they weren't super competitive with you know rival AMD parts. So mm-hmm. I think Intel is too price conservative they are very conservative still i i don't think we would see anything dramatic enough for people to say oh well i'm gonna get clock speeds perform all the performance stuff i want and a nice little discount and just automatically discount amd i don't think that's going to happen i wouldn't see them come in at 450 i agree with brad i think it would still be 500 uh, that's my prediction 450 oh, you're gonna put it on the paper four and uh if i, I, were I to, think it go ahead I think it'll be 500 bucks because I think Intel's pricing is a lot like Microsoft not caring if you'll still do the free upgrade to Windows 10 from Windows 7. They make their money by Intel makes their money by selling all these parts to system integrators and they want to system integrators are going to pay whatever Intel charges. So Intel can charge a little bit more. It's the same thing with Windows. They make their money by selling Windows licenses to OEMs not to desktop builders, DIYers. So that's why I think Intel's going to be a little bit higher priced. Yeah, but those those OEMs and SIs are selling a lot more AMD parts these days than they ever. Yeah, they sure so are. Yep. I would say 450 makes it like wow. That's like that's a head turner of 450. <laughs> 500 is like okay. That's exactly what we expected. Four. I don't know. 450 wouldn't even be a head turner for me. I think that would be an oh drop everything. This actually happened moment. I think a head turner for Intel would be 495. We're like oh. Wait, they what? went under. Wait, you mean three ninety five? <laughs> no, oh, four ninety five. Brad, Brad understands what I'm saying. Yes, not five twenty nine. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's five dollars under what we thought. Oh, I guess that's, that's the new Intel we're seeing. No, I yeah. okay. I'm saying four fifty, and I, I think it'll 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 shake things up because you can make a really legitimate argument that look, yeah, sure, if you want to run Cinebench all day, go buy that thirty nine fifty X, but. You're going to play games? Why do you listen to the Bill Clinton voice? Because it's the only president I can do uh, reliably. Uh, but I can do a good Bob Dole, but he wasn't elected. <laughs> I can do a good Bob Dole. No. <laughs> I know it. You know it. Yeah, see? Nobody even knows. Who's Bob Dole? Who is that? That's something very Kennedy. I eat his pineapples. My mom made a pineapple cake with some dole. No. Mm. No. So your two are Kennedy and Clinton. All right. Yeah, well, and Dole. But I, I'm saying... 450, I, I think it shakes it up. That's my prediction. They it want to would shake, it shake up. things up. I don't think Brad and I, or even you know Adam, who's been sitting quietly monitoring chat this whole time, would disagree with you there. Yeah. We just don't think... I don't believe it either. I'm just saying that, <laughs> to be honest. I don't believe it at all. I'm just saying I would like to see some kind of excitement there. Because that puts some pressure on AMD. Not we that would. much. I would agree. But it we puts would a little all bit more love to them. see more of that. Cause- hey, throw in a cooler. 
Hey, we're going to throw the ten nine hundred ten nine hundred K, but you have to come with a wait know. a cooler or a good cooler. Well, it would have it would have to come with uh, it would it, whoa I'm freaking out here with my audio. Too, yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I know the problem now. Yeah. So it would definitely it, ooh, this is weird. <laughs> Are you it's, doing, it's doing like that weird stereo back and forth it's thing? Very feverish with the mic. If it would definitely it would have to be a cooler that would work with it. Intel doesn't ship coolers that don't work with their CPUs. That's that's sort of their. Well, they may not work at Max G- Boost. <laughs> they may not work at Max Boost, but they will. You could run them till the end of time. They will work. I'm not saying so they don't of, work. I'm just saying that they're they can be fiddly to deal with. No, I love considerations. I, I love I don't, I don't I love the plastic pins. They're great. I, I love. Them. You can get in and out, in and out with those plastic pins. Easy. So Comic Lake S is is that supposed to be fourteen nanometers? Still? Yeah, fourteen plus it? plus. It's, I'm feeling I mean, pretty pluses. good about my prediction that there will be no desktop ten nanometer parts in volume this year. Was that uh, for this year? Wait, did you put oh, for that? Yeah, it was for last. It was for last Dude, year, and I carried it, it over. February. Carried it, is, it over. It is February. Did you put that uh, postscript on there with the volume thing? I thought yours was more general than that. I don't remember. <laughs> so, all right. so nobody wants to. You you are all sticking with your five hundred five hundred dollars. If, if they launch comically S now, there's no way that they launch a ten nanometer series in November. Oh yeah, there's a good chance. <laughs> Why not? Right. You're they're competing. They want to compete. What are you gonna do? Wait just for just to be like, oh, it's our turn now. No, they're gonna it, competitions like that. I'm I would still bet. I would bet opposite that. I think there will be a ten nanometer desktop part. You did bet that actually. So yeah. one of us have eaten paper. See, I'm sticking. With that. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Adam and I st- stayed out of that one. All right, we did promise people their questions. Uh, also, somebody wants to know if you uh, do a first question coming in. Somebody, sorry, I forgot. Uh, can you do a Ross Perot? Oh, oh. <sighs> it's been such a long time. He's, he's got that sort of like he's a little bit ears. of a. a, a uh, uh, <laughs> they do a voice. I know. I'm just saying, if you forgot who Ross Perot was, wait, because he had that. It was sort of a little bit of a Texas, Texas yeah, yeah. twang to it. Yeah, like it. a southern, little a little southern bit draw. Of it, but it's kind of like, sound a little bit yeah, like... Yeah, there you go. Kind of, I'm going to tell you, we're going to come out with this part, and then a little bit like that, but not... All right, you got go. a future in car dealership commercials, man, radio commercials. I'm going to tell you, we're going to throw in the car seats and free, free undercarriage wash. <laughs> I, don't I don't think that sounds like no undercarriage wash. Uh, yeah, uh, if you have uh, your questions, get them in the YouTube somewhere chat. Somewhere is listening to this in the office, just cringing as an actual Texan. <laughs> well, uh, they're like, they don't know. They may think Ross Pro sounds like that. Oh For goodness. all I know, I'm remembering Dana Carvey's version. Of <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, and then uh, if you want the best place to get in questions, uh, the Fulner Discord, uh, link to it in the uh, description. Uh, you can put them in through the week, and we will get to them later. Anyway, uh, speaking, we got, speaking of Discord, isn't yeah. part of the reason that we decided to cover these motherboard chipsets because people were talking about it in our Discord. Yeah, people were t- talking to lots, lots of chatter. So, on, right, hang out, lots, but yeah, hang out there. Uh, good people, good, yeah. good talking. Will they buy a motherboard without PCIe four? Uh, it sounds like people are not too hot on it. Really? Yeah, I mean, not that they're not hot on it; they just don't have a use for it. Anyway, uh, yeah. speaking of PCI four, uh, over on Twitch, Colin five one nine asked a bit ago: uh, Is there any device for PCI four that can't be solved on Intel Z four ninety by offering more PCI three lanes? Could a PCIe NVMe drive simply run at, at 16 times on PCIe 3.0 to give same performance as 8 by on uh, PCIe 4? 
Well, the, the one limitation is, uh, you know, the PCIe SSDs are it's by fours max for that for the M.2 form factor. I don't think you can go over that. So one way to get around that is to go to Gen 4 uh, to double it. The other sort of big handcuff is, again, remember the DMI. If the DMI is not changed from previous chipset, you're still looking at by 4 Gen 3. So what the hell is the point of putting a PCIe 4 uh, SSD on there? Or even a PC, if you ran... If you ran it in a PCIe slot, that's another way to do it. If you actually had a pure, you know, a real drive or, or a RAID card running in a, in a slot, well, now you have a problem because you're still, you're still choking it with that DMI connection from the Southbridge to the CPU, or you can plug it into one of the CPU uh, slots and basically kick the GPU down to by 8 Gen 3. And now you are running, you know, by whatever, by 8 Gen 3, which solves it. But now your video card is running it and by 8. So it's it, it, it's kind of a no-win scenario, it feels like, to not have PCI Gen 3 on 4. Kobayashi Maru, but for nerds. <laughs> uh, also, a friend of the show, Kyle, from uh, Hard OCP TV, says uh, that accent was pretty much on point. Was it? For yeah, Ross Perot. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, at least according to him. Uh, all right, uh, over on YouTube, Eskimonster asked a little bit ago, uh, when do you think we will get DDR5 on consumer products? 21? When? Introduction, rollout first, rollout first, like, hey, check it out. We got this running up and running end of this year, actual next year, probably for yeah. Real, yeah. real parts. 22. And then, and then actually really in, it feels like a 22 sort of like, oh, I actually have this. So it, it, RAM transitions are always painfully slow and long. So I don't know if it'll be this year. I think when Ryzen first came out, AMD basically said we're going to support this until we support DDR5. And they said that'll be at least, so that means we're supporting these current Ryzen sockets through at least 2020. So next year at the very earliest is what I think. But yeah, I think 2022 is more. Um, didn't AMD say Zen 3 this year, end of this year? So, yeah. Yeah. So who knows what's in that, right? Yeah. I'm still on my AM5. AM5 with PCIe 5 and DDR5. Just kind oh, of good RAM. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like it. Five. All Because five. PCIe 5 is pretty good. Done. Pretty good. Uh, all right. Uh, not really a question, but Placeholder and Peter Jansen uh, wish that uh, that you, Brad, and Steve from Gamer Nexus would stop recommending 4-gigabyte cards. Why do you still recommend 4-gigabyte video cards? Um, It depends all on price. And what you're trying to get out of it, right? Uh, so four gigabyte cards, we're talking about like the GTX 1650 Super, I believe, which if you pick up that card, you're looking to be playing 1080p gaming with all the graphics not set to ultra. So four gigabytes is going to carry over just fine for a bit. If you were looking at something, if you were looking to get like a more powerful card where you would crank everything to ultra, that's when the bigger textures and stuff come into play more. Uh, but those graphics cards have, you know, six gigabit buffers at least right now. So that's why it, it all depends on where you're looking to buy in the stack and what sort of graphics output the GPU can even handle to begin with. Okay, uh, Dennis Siberian uh, had a question. Um, are you familiar with the Nut Island effect? And if yes, then do you think this is what happened with Intel? Nut Island effect is a real thing. It's not a joke. Are you sure that I? 
Right. I, you might have to explain You this. may have to explain that because when I think about Nut Island, I think it's like, that's where you sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> well, well <laughs> sometimes you kind of. I mean, uh, according to Wikipedia, that, the uh, the source this, on the internet. No, go ahead. Joke. I was just thinking it's like the Cinemax version of Love Island. <laughs> so the nut island effect describes an organizational behavior phenomenon in which a team of skilled employees becomes isolated from distracted top managers resulting in a catastrophic loss of the ability of the team to perform an important mission no i don't think that's it hmm. i don't think that's it at all I, what i think it is well i mean you could argue that's what happened the process side for intel but i think it's just my feeling is it's like any organization that wins so long, you you take your your eye off what matters, right? You you go like, let's do drones, let's do smartwatches, and it, the same pattern happened when the the Pentium Four, you know, in those days, where they wanted to be Cisco because they look you you look at the market, you look at where all this money is, and these companies are there to make money, and somebody's going to say, well, look, we. Why the hell do we need to give the the CPU division more money when the future is about drones, sir? It's all about drones. Look at the Wall Street Journal. Look at all this. That's where the future is. I almost think sometimes there's a psychology aspect to it where if you don't have competition, you start looking for it in other places where you may necessarily not uh, compete well, but you're bored, essentially. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bored, but I think it's really just simply you've got like, let's face it. I don't care what anybody says. Intel had thoroughly conquered AMD up until Ryzen. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that when you know that that part of the house is taken care of, you're not going to go back and clean it spontaneously. You're just going to try to find something else to straighten up if that's like your thing. No, but I, so I guess what I'm saying is any company, any very large company, every single corporate entity in this world understands this. Like, hey, we're doing great here. It's like, yeah, but you know, things... We don't see there's a lot of growth here. We're going to give it to this other division. It's like, what? That's stupid. This is the thing you built the company on. What are we going to do this? No, no, because there's a, there's more upside here, right? And I think they just they just got too involved in doing things that that look like they had great upsides, you know, IoT, all these other kind of things. And then the CPU division is just kind of languishing. We all know what that's like at all our companies we've ever worked for. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think we're actually saying the same thing, just different ways. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that they're, you're saying they're looking for things with more upside, right? But it, did, it took their competition to come back and say, oh, no, we can do more cores and threads. We'll show you. Yeah. And they said, oh, I guess maybe we could be doing that right now. <laughs> Well, I guess what so I'm saying is... It sounds like y'all agree with the question. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it's... I don't, I don't think it's, it's boredom. Failure, I, don't, I don't think it's... I don't oh. think anybody on the CP side, well, let's just thumb twiddle here. We ain't got nothing no, I'm doing. I'm not saying the individual team. Year, I'm saying as an organization, you just kind of get... I mean, you think I, Organizations as, are not... They don't function in the manner that... From my experience with corporate America, they don't function in a manner that is often good for the organization. Right. There's always there's all these fiefdoms. There's all these people trying to get attention from leadership. So somebody else has got the bright, shiny object. They get their attention. Why don't you, you go, go sit and spin? And then like, hey, we got competition coming. We're going to get punched in the face here. Well, I can't hear you. And then you get punched in the face. So that to me is not the same as Nut Island, whatever the hell the Almond Mound come from. I know, what? The Almond Joy. That's, almond Joy. I'm just, almond I, joy. I think that's just sort of like <laughs> that's saying that they're that they really are they're isolated and I don't know what's going on. I, I 
My feeling is they knew exactly what was going to go on, but like any large corporation, somebody made some really bad calls, right? Yeah. Right. Sorry, I mm-hmm. my association with that was the Lonely Island, and I can't mention that <laughs> on the stream. Island, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is either. Uh, it's, uh, great. it's comedy. It's really it's funny, comedy. but it's uh, not comedy. really safe for work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we we got eighty nine, eighty nine big DKKs. I think that was. Um, something in Europe. Danish, uh, from, right? Yes, yeah, Danish crones, something like that. E-I-K-44. Don't know how to say that name. Uh, Gen 4, and they say Gen 4 kicks M.2 out of the door. AMD wipe Intel on the floor. We all watch you, full nerd. Hear the call. Boom. That sounds like vaguely poetic. Uh, also, uh, it, my yep. my uh, my try for the stream, uh, Jan Jojik, uh, 4K, 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 <laughs> gave us $2. Yes, we are streaming in 4K. We did it. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, we got a uh, couple more questions. This one's over on Discord. Um, DJ Brug said, uh, last year they built a custom uh, PC on X4, X470 with a 2700X for video editing, mostly in Premiere and some motion graphics and After Effects. Uh, and then Ryzen 3000 came out, obviously. Uh, question is whether I would see more improved playback and render speeds by upgrading my CPU from the 2700X to the 3950X, or by upgrading the video card from a 1660 Ti to something bigger. Notes for context, I also have a 64 gigs of RAM uh, and four SSDs for caching configuration in that build. Boy, that's a tough one. I think it depends on what... Did he, or he or she say what... Uh, yeah, After Effects and Premiere, I, I'll, I'll say the, the, the GPU is not going to get you much. Um, uh, I would say, I would say, yeah, for I think a 3950X would be a sizable increase, um, over a 2700X. I think that's, yeah. I would say, yeah, that's a better, that's better bang for your buck. Although, but I, probably not on playback, probably more on, on rendering. I think, you know, it's interesting. I didn't realize this just looking until I, well, I guess 1660, I, I don't know what's in 1650, 1660, 1650, has the Volta encoder, but it has a Turing decoder. Hmm. It's yep. really kind of wacky. So is, is yeah. the same for 1660? I didn't. For this, no, it was only the 1650 that oh. did that. Even the 1650 Super has the newer Turing run. It was just the 1650 that oh, did that. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean. Garbage. Interesting is another word for garbage. Just uh, <laughs> great. what we were talking about last week. <laughs> interesting is another word for garbage. Oh, we just got we just got a decode there. For yeah. Brad's <laughs> so it feels like choices. 1660 is still fine because you get all the latest NV Inc. NV uh, deck decoder, and then uh, uh, definitely yeah, 3950 over a 2700x. Yeah, I, a big step I'm up. a little stuck on that part of the question though, just because I'm wondering how much of an imp- improvement you want to see in your render speeds. Like if you're doing this as a, a freelance, you know, video person or some such, whereas you know Gordon likes to always emphasize if it's this is about making money then time is money right yeah. so yeah invest that 700 something dollars 750 what minus whatever you get if you sell a 2700x but if you're if you're doing this more recreationally and you don't need that much of a you know decrease in your times i don't know if you necessarily need to invest that money so i would just speaking for the value contingent as i always do <laughs> i would just say you know think about it and if you really need to then yeah go for it especially if it's business related but if it's for like hobby purposes maybe you don't need to step up that quite that high just buy it 
<laughs> Come on, it's like sixteen quarts for seven hundred fifty dollars. Oh gosh, you're going from Zen Plus to Zen Two, higher clocks, more cores. I'm not saying it's a great. I'm not saying it is not a good part. I'm just saying. Sometimes. Thanks, mom. <laughs> hey, we're in a poor, poor. I was just looking forward to this. This is it's coming. Be this so is coming. This is coming from the same guy who says, "Yeah, I wouldn't make my kids use GeForce now. I would just get them something better." <laughs> no, I'm saying Whereas, what would happen. Is, Brad, I didn't have, I didn't have a mic in front of me, but I was saying in the chat, I was like, "Brad is everybody's dad." Where it's just like, I'm saying you're gonna that, have to make do. If you don't like it, it's too bad. That approach is yeah, not gonna 100%. work. Yeah, hundred percent. Eventually, all children grow out of mobile. Based now. gaming, and they want real eventually gaming. all children. So Grow believe up, me, yes. I mean, uh, GeForce Now is awesome for what it is. <laughs> it's not going to replace a gaming PC or even a console. I was I just mean, telling you know. in chat that I had to make do with a 286 for a long time, long time. But still, I think it's there's definitely uh, 16 cores and the newer higher higher core count, higher clock speed, newer uh, arch- microarchitecture is it will get you. A very sizable, it will get you a decent performance increase. But as Elena says, are you going to get your $750 worth of increase? That depends on what you're doing it for. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I was just going to uh, Pooch's Systems real quick to see if they they had, uh, you know, the 27 or uh, 2700X uh, included in any of their charts. They, they have it for the 3950X, which is their held, heralding as the best CPU for Premiere Pro, uh, but they don't really have it compared to... The 2700X. Yeah, that's so. the 2700X was was a fantastic part for its day, but yeah, definitely eclipsed by newer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I'm also thinking it because they said that they uh, built recently last year. So if it was at the end of the year when you got that for 130 dollars at Micro Center, so there's just going to be a big delta between oh, those two prices. Yeah. That's if, why if I'm thinking it that gra- way. Yeah, if they got a great deal, the that's Micro why Center I'm deal of it that way. Oof, but if you yeah. paid like normal 300 something dollars for that part, then it's not that much of an mm, increase in true. terms of stepping up. No. So yeah, yeah total, totally. I I can just see uh, being on my deathbed. <laughs> Here we go. And going, Here we go. We got other questions. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I just had an extra 10 minutes. I would have it all. If maybe I just spent a little more money so I didn't have to wait for the encode to get 10 more minutes of life. Then, yeah. Time with my family. That's how you then got it's to worth it. Time with my family. Uh, you're really going to sell this, Gordon. You got to uh, drive that right home. No, I, you're going to be like, oh my God. I, if I just encoded that faster, I could. Yeah. I could have been Ten time more to minutes. see Timmy's game. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't hate me. Okay. Uh, VC Jester gave us uh, five more more dollars, saying that uh, when I was your age, I had to render uphill both ways through three, three feet of sm- snow both ways. It's true, it was true. Yeah. Thank you, VC Jester. Uh, we got some more questions. A couple more. Uh, Zorglub, um, this is an odd one. It says my son has ruined two GTX 1080 ah. Ti's. He did not overclock any of them. <laughs> Brad's face. They both came from pre-builds. So is it normal that a gamer <laughs> used two GPUs in one year? My 2080 Ti went south too, but I did water cool it and did overclock it a lot, so that is all right. But being a dad <laughs> that have to pay for two GPUs in a year is a bit expensive. Can we do anything to restore those GPUs? What is your uh, you can get your kid GeForce now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not normal whatsoever. Something, something's weird there. If that keeps happening, it's the same system. I would look at the power supply or something like that. Because you're not supposed to be blowing up graphics cards like that, especially if you're not overclocking. I mean, you know, stuff happens, but that's not normal at all. Get them GeForce now. Should, there should be a war- I mean, aren't there a lifetime warranty on most of these graphics cards? 
At least a few years, but I mean, 1080 Ti, it depends if they bought it new or used I mean, or what. Um, yeah. Not to throw the kid under the bus, but it could also be one of those things where they said, I saw this video about how to like take apart the GPU so I could improve it by putting <laughs> a different uh, thermal paste down. And, and then you put it back together. You're like, I don't know what happened, Dad. Like, I, it just broke. <laughs> well, they, they don't I say can't so- even imagine a 2080 Ti and two 1080 Ti's. That's a bad year, man. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 but they did say uh, they both came from pre-builds. So uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure what that that meant. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Means they they bought, bought them used. From yeah, somebody who, is it possible? Yeah, that so mining, they, they were mining cards. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, that's not normal though. That's not normal. Yeah. So, so they were used then. Some, yeah, if they were used, that might be why. Uh, but if they weren't, then I would look at the power supply because that's real weird. Yeah. Okay. I would stop buying my kid 1080 TS. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, GeForce Now. It's all you get for 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Or buy a card with a really good warranty. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or, or uh, don't don't uh, put your PC on top of a, a pile of mud. Uh, let airflow happen. Uh, Vegetable Stew said, um, "I need some help. If a RAM vendor has a list of suggested modules where some don't appear in a motherboard vendor's QVL and vice versa, who should I base my purchase decision on?" Well, it's always safer to go with QVL's uh, qualified vendor list from motherboard vendors, but most motherboard vendors will call a few modules and then they just like, you know what, we're on to the next thing. They'll never go back and call anything else. For the most part, all RAM is going to work. I think the only reason you would really want to go for you know QVL only is you're going to run max capacity at max clocks. So if you really do yeah. want to run every single dim slot full at the highest clock possible and not have problems, you should go off the vendor's QVL for what they're saying. We've qualified this motherboard for this much RAM at this clock speed, at this latency, at all these settings. That's safety there. For for most people, you're running two to four dims. I I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, like if you're buying some of those some of those uh motherboard kits coming out now get like crazy fast speeds, like forty six hundred, five thousand, like those ones I would a hundred percent go by the QVL for that memory because in general what Gordon's saying is correct, but those cutting edge bleeding edge things, man, you're gonna want to make sure it works in a board that supports it. Yeah. But if you're spending like twelve hundred bucks on RAM, then it's worth it to spend three hundred bucks, five hundred bucks on one of the few handful of motherboards that do. Okay, uh, two more quick questions, and we'll get out of here. Get a Sue asked, uh, "Will PCIe four motherboards be available for laptops? If so, will it compete with Thunderbolt for laptops? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, probably not, because the extra power that PCIe four brings to the table and." don't know if it's really worth it in a laptop at this point i don't, I don't know if we're gonna see it right. i don't it doesn't make sense and i don't think it's gonna it doesn't compete with thunderbolt 3 at all and uh, i am still trying to find, figure out what is going on with the thunderbolt 3 situation on amd but uh yeah it is a little troubling that you're not seeing thunderbolt 3 on amd frankly so all right, last one uh, from Dennis. This is kind of a fun one. Uh, I'm interested to hear Gordon's take on it. Uh, how often should you replace a power strip, and is it worth it to buy expensive one f- with features like voltage stabiliz- stabilizer and everything else like that? What do you I, think? I think it very much depends on what part of the country you live in. If you're living in you know, a lot of very lightning-prone areas, then yeah, you, you probably do want more than your $5 power strip. For us in California, where we don't get really surges and brownouts and those kind of issues i think it's 
fine just to go with a lower cost power strip. I do like nice power strips. It's just it's really cool, but I don't know if it ever makes a difference. I also think the rule of thumb is uh, you replace it every time there's been a surge as well. Yeah, how would you yeah. know though? I, I guess know. it just, I guess I guess like it just pops it, like a little. If it trips it, if right? It pops a little then, breaker on it, then I yeah. guess. Really? I you can get a decent one for pretty cheap, though. Like yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah, they don't have to be expensive. Yeah. I don't know. I actually, if you're talking about computers, I have a battery backup. So, like, you just, it's the uninterrupted power supply. That's that's worth it to me. I yeah. gave up on those, though. Features. You gave up on UPSs. Because I've gone, you know what happens is you're like, oh, you run a UPS, and, like, you never use this stupid thing. And then, finally, there's an outage. Oh, let us, the battery's dead. Or... <laughs> Middle that's of the night. Why you, the, that's why you check it. Or the, yeah, but I mean, you're just like, I've replaced so many lead-acid batteries, and it's just, I got to the point where I couldn't even find lead-acid. I had some pretty nice UPSs, and just like, forget it. This is not worth it. Mm. The, the amount of time you ever, they're used in service is just not worth it to me. Mm. Like, I really need to be running my computer during that moment. I just, I'll just lose whatever I had. And I guess I do it for work, so. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I also have it set up. I, I've told you this before. I, I have it set up on my internet, or I guess when it, I was using cable internet, I had my modem and my router on it so that when I lose power, I still had internet. Uh, and my uh, my um, storage, my NAS is on there, too. So it's connected via USB and tells it to shut down if there's a, yeah. a surge. So. Yeah, I used to do all that. I may yeah. put the, the modem back on. A, a UPS after these last outages, but it just, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not really I also it. think that just living in California, it's a little bit different. Cause I, I do know I had a friend while growing up that lived out in Florida and every so often in the summer, he would just have to log off cause he said thunderstorms are coming. So you didn't know he was, when he was going to lose power. Yeah. Snowstorms up here. Yep. So, yeah. but as far as power strips go, don't pay extra for all that extra crap. You don't need gold plated connectors or <laughs> stuff like that. Just just buy a power strip. Make sure it's rated for what's supposed to be rated. A name Figured brand it. would be recommended, I think, mm, generally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you're if yeah. be careful. If you really are well, even like Anchor them. makes them, I would trust an anchor brand power strip. Oh, God, we so actually have man. I think it's TechHive. Our sister site TechHive actually has like a buying guide with recommendations for power strips. So if you're really interested in looking it up, I would recommend it going and reading that because the dude who wrote it's actually like one of the smartest people i know and you'll learn a lot reading it so if you want a lot of info on that i'd recommend go looking that up techhive.com free iso bars that they were tossing at work those are pretty nice (laughs) nice all right let's get out of here okay check back next week for your fix of pc talk on the full nerd for audio listeners subscribe to us on itunes google play or stitcher send questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com and also well on itunes please leave a review Every time you do, we talk about power strips. I, I don't know. I got nothing left. Gordon okay. reconsiders his stance thanks, on these Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis. Go try GeForce now. Uh, Leif Johnson, thank you for being here. Bye. Uh, Lainey Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the out switch. Do not buy monster branded power strips or yeah, HDMI don't, cables or don't waste your money. anything else. Bye. 